0: Hi, everyone. Hey welcome, to, <laughs> welcome to OMG Stop. I'm Krista. I'm Jamie. Jamie with the cool, like, hey guys. And <laughs> I love it. Here we are, guys, today talking to you about influencers. We're going to kind of dabble in a little bit about media and how, I guess I'd say, a lot of things uh, have changed over the course of the past several years in terms of people on YouTube and social media. And all of that we find has changed, of course, but also, especially right now. Seems to be a little interesting with the current times and a lot of current topics. So you want to dive into that today.
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of influencers that used to be relatable. Now they're not relatable. Uh, drama around influencers, how marketing has changed because of influencers, and how people kind of now get famous off of social media and whatnot. And who do these influencers really target? So,
0: yeah. I love that. And also, guys, the little first thing I think a little disclaimer to say is hey, guys, Jamie is so in tune with all the YouTube kind of Jamie, What was it also? The Tumblr space, I'd say, where a lot of that influencer. Uh, kind of on. I was such
1: a Tumblr. I wanted to be a Tumblr influencer so badly <laughs> in college. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. I think
0: Jamie is key in saying that for this episode. Jamie, guys, again, has a lot of that awesome insight from a lot of things online and how the web, Jamie, I'd say, I think a lot of, you know, YouTube, and, you know, like I said, Tumblr, I think a lot of that, I think, has transitioned itself into Instagram. You know what I mean? Can for I say sure, one
1: thing about Tumblr? Yes, we're not done about it. Of course. Done, Tumblr.
0: Go
1: <laughs> I swear to all of you, Tumblr is what made One Direction famous. Just wait, saying. Dude,
0: wait, why do you think that? I never knew that, but that would make sense for oh, all Oh, because,
1: here's the theory, because... I knew about One Direction for about a full year before they shot to fame here in the United States, before they released music here in the United States, because people in the UK and Europe were posting about One Direction on their Tumblrs while they were on the X Factor. So everyone knew about One Direction before they came to this continent of North America.
0: Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Tumblr made them famous. I but that's true. I think, Jamie. What I guess, what kind of like time frame should we say for that? Like, we were in college. You think it's probably like a prime time for a lot of that? Like, 2014? Yeah, kind of stuff? I was
1: interning um, at a company called Stylecaster in 20, 2012. and that is when we started to see like influencers kind of start to pop up and bloggers and. What not and we would sometimes cover them. We were still covering celebrities, but and stylecaster by the way uh, It still is around. It's a lifestyle Kind of online publication. They still write articles about influencers and stuff uh, kind, They kind of were like a refinery 29 at the time, but not so much anymore. So Yeah, we would cover influencers and things and then I would say probably the year after is when we started to see, like, the YouTuber shoot to fame and Tumblr girls and blogger girls and Instagram was now becoming a marketing tool. Um, I think Twitter was a really big marketing tool. We were in college, of really, too, and Facebook. So, yeah, I would say, like, 2013, 2014
0: is when I think things started to, like, really take off for people. Towards the ending of our college experience. <laughs> but I love that you mentioned Twitter, though, by the way, because I think guys, too, I mean – Yeah, aside from like Facebook, and again, we just briefly kind of mentioned other platforms. But I feel like in general, guys, that's the crazy thing about, A, the 2000s, honestly, and the way media constantly shifts, but also post-2010. Jamie, I think the last 10 years with how a lot of social media platforms. I think Twitter, from my point of view, Jamie, when we were in college, a lot of my professors being an advertising and marketing communications major, we were sort of taught, like I said, I literally had a class that was social media marketing in kind of a sense. A professor, who's like, super keen on about that. And that, to me, honestly, was probably our sophomore year. And it's crazy how even then it was starting to become a thing. But it's interesting how, again, maybe Twitter was such a big thing then. I was using Twitter, I think, a lot, actually, in college, more so to kind of just, like, pick up news. You know what I mean? We all have our own news sources, what not people do, TV still, radio, whatever. Even nowadays, guys, even some old school stuff, newspapers, I'm all about the print. But um, for sure, Twitter, I think, was a key way Jimmy for people, especially, like, us, the millennial generation, whatnot, being young, get fast facts pretty quick, and it can be kind of very relevant to maybe something that just happened today. Yeah, and I think it was the first point of access
1: that celebrities could, in a way, have a voice, even though I'm sure they had PR people controlling it. I love that you said
0: that, though. Yeah, but it was the first time
1: people could actually, like, speak their minds openly and publicly and and whatnot. I mean, obviously now it's, it's a little now it's a free for all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a free for, oh gosh. Yeah. Now it's really free for all, but it was also cool. Cause like you could tweet something and maybe I remember Tyler Oakley sometimes would like some of my tweets if I mentioned him and I'd get so excited that he liked it. Uh, or there was a girl in one of my classes who was in your major so you Yeah, talking about uh, yep. and there was someone. She was big on Tumblr. There was someone else who I was following on Tumblr, and they were friends. And I had mentioned something in class, and I was like, "Oh, I got these boots because um, I saw she had like a similar pair, and I thought they were really nice." And so, like, I found a similar pair and got them. And she tweeted that, like, I had mentioned her in class and like kind of connected us. So, wait, are you serious, Jamie? Yeah, talking about okay. Yeah, and I still follow. Them that influencer now on Instagram. And, um, I think also what's cool about social media is how many people maybe didn't think they would have careers in social media, but because they got big on Instagram or Tumblr, it changed their whole career paths and maybe they're not bloggers anymore. Like this one particular girl, um, I mentioned her, her name is Sarah Zucker I used to follow her on Tumblr. She knew the girl that was in your major, Mm -hmm. and I follow her now. She's more on Instagram, and she even said like she doesn't do Tumblr anymore. It was just a thing she started. But I think she studied to be a librarian, and now she's a social media director at a very big beauty brand. So, isn't that crazy? Totally changed her career path and opened up new doors for her. So crazy, yeah.
0: I think, Jamie, I love that you mentioned that too. I think, guys, that maybe the takeaway for all of us too is like the realization that back, Jamie, I know before we first went to college yeah especially at FIT the way for FIT guys like Jimmy and I I think mentioned on a previous episode we had to apply with our major we couldn't go undecided you can't just like go in and be like oh yeah I'll do this and switch it was hard to switch I've been told I didn't switch I was the amount no you didn't either but I know definitely I had a few friends I almost switched
1: into your major for my bachelor's
0: I was thinking about it do you division see things like some majors like that Jimmy that wouldn't have been that difficult though I don't think because that was kind of a common transition yeah that was very common yep
1: but yeah if you wanted to go from like fashion design and fashion merchandising that was kind of a-
0: oh my god art to business dude the like the prereqs the side, whatever like the SUNY requirements of that I don't even know I'm just thanks so I know again I feel like I always had design major roommates freshman year I did um my my first roommate um in freshman year again with fashion design major and then again we we're talking about before this call, Jimmy. again other previous roommates later on of course I usually had maybe I'd say probably like a business major also roommate but then also usually like you know A few um, art majors, but not always. I kind of enjoyed the mix. Again, a Gemini, Moon, I like to be fed different things on different angles. So I'm into it, you know? It just is very, obviously, they operate very differently, of course. But also, again, the class schedule, Jamie, I'd say, you know, as we know, those who were in the art and design program at our school, like, they had to kind of book their classes in a very different kind of block sense that I know was tougher for um, people to be a student in certain programs starting certain majors and then be able to also be outside of like how I feel like you and I are able to be involved in clubs on campus we talked about previously and you know I worked part-time where I like interned all kind of thing and it's like it totally depended on the person in the major and all that stuff and then it's crazy because yeah I think also how all of doing the social media stuff was kind of I feel like building while we were in school and I feel about like even realizing it, it kind of just, like took over
1: yeah. Do you, yeah. I don't know if you ever knew the website. You just made me think of this website called lookbook.new. Did you ever go on Wait, that? no. What, wait, I recognize the name though. Oh my God. There were so <laughs> many FIT kids on there. Are you serious? It was basically when street style was becoming a thing. Oh my God. O- Out of the
0: day. OOTDs.
1: Yes. Basically it was <laughs> for you to post like OOTDs and oh, so many God. FIT kids were <laughs> out
0: there, it was so <laughs> Wait, you mean, I wasn't part of that club though, but I'm all, dude, I'm me all either. about like a great, I'm all about like a great athlete with a great backdrop. Like I think the creative direction, I feel like I appreciate more now, more so than ever, but that's also me being a freak, like on my social, I'll be like, oh, okay, I can have like a plant next to my food. Cause I'm like, just this, this is cool, like, this is cool at different angles and different, you know, textures and whatnot. I don't know, we eat with our eyes first. You know, we also like, especially I think, even though we were on the business side of fashion, we appreciate, you know, creative visual things. You know what I mean? Again, like, you know, yeah. simple things, if it's not always our clothes, like things for your I, apartment or, you know. I always
1: say, I think for your major and my major, I always tell people that we're, are interested in FIT or even interested in fashion merchandising that yes, it is business, but I think it's hard if you don't have a creative eye. You have to have some sort of visionary sense to do my job to have done your major and some of even your past jobs, like if and this is for anyone who's listening who may be interested in going to FIT, and I was even told this by two girls I went to high school with who are a year older than us that were in my major, and they both said, "Yes, it is a business major, but you have to prove in your essay that you understand creativity and you are you maybe you're not artistic in the sense of like an illustration major or a fashion design major, but you understand and appreciate." art
0: and creation and how ha- and are a visionary in a way stop so. Jamie I love that you said that because a I did not know that tip before obviously applying but yeah so I mentioned before again I spent a year on my essay and like I said like you I had so many colorful intense descriptions because that's how I cause I speak and I'm an odd duck when it comes to words so it's kind of like I made it very like what's the, what's the word I was using different kind of I guess like English literary terms to kind of really bring a visual and picture to life through my writing so yeah I, I guess that's very true for all of us probably that we're in the business so I wanted to be in the business school because again we didn't apply based on any portfolio you know it was purely kind of writing about anything that applied to us
1: yeah so, I think I like this that. might be a good segue to segue into maybe people who went to our school and
0: became influencers actually oh, do, do, do you want to? because you know a couple of them yeah I mean I do too but yeah
1: Let's go for it. I know we wanted to talk about some of them so the first one I can think of is I don't know if you knew him his name is Marcel Flores yes Jimmy wasn't he he
0: wasn't he FMM then he went to AMC or was he only FMM the whole time
1: uh, I know he was FMM I knew him for merchandising I, society I had close
0: AMC friends that knew him dude That's okay why. I so, don't know personally.
1: Okay. He is known as One Dapper Sh- – or he was known as One Dapper Street. And then I think now he's on Instagram just by his name. Was um, he the
0: Blue Boy one? Was it, like, Blue Boy or something? Something blue? Oh, my God. That's Freddie. You know Freddie? Oh, Freddie. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's another one. Oh, my God. He's so successful, too. Like
0: – Jamie, I yeah. feel like him now – Dude, wasn't there, like, something blue? I thought it was, like, Freddie Boy blue or something cute yeah, like that. Yeah.
1: Um, something it blue. Was, I it was blue something and he was on tumblr and then he got um he got jobs from his tumblr and
0: yeah Easy. i had a i did a project i was in a group project with him yeah he's very nice oh, i heard he was super sweet again i feel like a lot of my a couple of my like, pretty close am- oh my god really a couple of my yeah, friends were pretty tight with him yes even they had like liberals with him possibly i didn't understand but i think i had some yeah, friends who he, didn't
1: need to i thought what was really cool that he did was um he. This is someone who I think was making money from social media very early on, uh, and he is someone who I think uses his platform for a lot of good. Um, considering he, you know, he is a gay male on social media, and he uses his uses his social media to bring a lot of awareness. Um, he also travels a lot, and I think he does a really beautiful job of showcasing different cities on his Instagram. He lived in. I know he lived in Germany for a year. I think. Oh, um, and he, and he was actually for pride month was showcasing like all these different, um, prides that he'd been to and different places he'd been to. And I, he has, he too, like he has such a really beautiful Instagram and he is someone who I think has done a really good job transitioning his social media from fashion focused to lifestyle focused. Ah, okay. Yeah. But, um, going back to Marcel, I wanted to mention, uh, he definitely made it when he walked in the Dolce & Gabbana show a few
0: years wait, ago. Wait, I never knew that. Rewind. He, so, wait, he walked? What the? So That's
1: Dolce & Gabbana, I want to say it was 20, 2018 maybe, did a fashion show where it was all influencers. All influencers. Because they saw the power of it. He walked in it. And if you follow Marcel, he's he's gorgeous. He's He's from Germany. He used to be a dancer. He's super tall, good-looking dude. Uh, but he walked in a <laughs> show with Cameron Dallas. Um, he walked – who
0: else was in that show? There were, like, a bunch of influencers in dude, that show. I feel like I feel like picture, though, like, if he was with a white shirt and, like, a slightly beige blazer on I kind of picture, but I don't know if that was actually from the show or not. It could um, be just his look. <laughs> That's probably regular No, he – I mean, the stuff he wore was, like, very ornate. Like, this – yeah. Oh! It was, like
1: – it was crazy. Um – and so it was – it's nuts to see him. He also has a shoe brand that we sell at my job. Are you uh, joking? Oh, my God. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I was, Dude. <laughs> so there's that. But the other influencer, the one major influencer, Kristen, I wanted to talk about is Danielle Bernstein, a.k.a. We Wore What. Um, that. Yep. Because, well, so Danielle – Um was an FIT student, and then she (laughs) dropped out because she ended up um, becoming quite famous, and which is kind of crazy. And I I have her book on hold at the New York Public Library because I'm a little interested. Um, Also, I know people who grew up with Danielle. She's from Long Island. Uh, My Mm -hmm. cousin is from the same town as her. Danielle and I even have the exact same birthday.
0: So <laughs> which is like weird, it's like a weird cool connection in a crazy way for you. It's like very, we gotta learn about this. Very weird,
1: cool connection. Um, <laughs> I know people too who work at the company that produces her swimwear. I've actually heard very good things about her swimwear, surprisingly. uh um, gotcha. I could find out I
0: have a swimwear designer source. I could check.
1: Yeah, I've heard her her <laughs> swimwear is actually very good quality, like it's worth nice the money, but um she's an influencer who I think a lot of people like sometimes question and I know she recently was questioning about like what she should post and this is kind of what Krista and I wanted to touch upon was how there are so many now influencers who are now kind of I think questioning what to post like do they keep posting normal things and Danielle's one of these girls that I think people got a little upset with her because she was posting a lot of charity things and Black Lives Matter things. And then she kind of went back to her normal content and her normal content, which I think kind of happens with a lot of these women influencers today, especially those who have made a lot of money from this or who are already wealthy, is a lot of these women influencers target thin women like themselves, wealthy women like themselves, and they're not relatable and they're not believable. And how much do you believe of them? Even someone like Eva Chen, I love Eva Chen. She's another one too. I think social media really helped to change her career. She never thought she'd work at Instagram, that she was a magazine person and now she works at Instagram, has a great job. I like that she keeps it real with her life and her struggles and things like that, with health, raising two kids, um, You know, now having two children that are biracial. But at the same time, she'll post like beautiful handbags that she purchased or expensive clothes or expensive furniture. And she has like a nice car. And it's like, Eva, I love you. And I love how your career, but I can't relate to your expensive stuff. I can't relate to this. Like I think your mom advice is great. I will save it for when I become a mother, but I can't. Jamie, you're becoming a mother now? (laughs) No, not anytime soon. Oh my God. (laughs) But like, just you kidding. Know, just and I kidding. like her career advice. I think she gives great career Me advice. Me too. Um, but someone who truly like went off the rails with like she wanted to be she was going to be a doctor. Completely became yes. A doctor. Um, yep. She's very smart. But and she also has a similar story to how she met Tom, as to how my aunt and my uncle met, which is really. Wait, funny.
0: are you kidding? I love that you know that. I actually don't even know how they met. I forgot. I think I read. It he was studying abroad in England at Oxford. Jamie, literally, dude, my my like my best guy friend that I talked about before. So the one I told you literally, his father I told you is Indian, and his mom I told you is British. They met studying. Like she's a, she was a nurse in England. He was studying. I think for maybe whatever he, whatever degree he has for being a neurologist, you know what I mean? He was, yeah. like, studying, I told you, literally in in England somewhere. And that's how his parents met, which is beautiful. my aunt
1: met. So, that's correct. My aunt was studying I mean, abroad
0: the University of
1: Nottingham. Oh, my God. I'm I there. love that. <laughs>
0: but, but
1: but yeah so, cute. So, we just, so we wanted to touch upon how it's hard for I think these influencers to be relatable and I was also telling Krista I think Zoella or Zoe Sugg is another one she's part of that whole British invasion of YouTubers that happened when we were in college but she's now so wealthy that I know a lot of people have now stopped following her because they just don't they're just like i you're not the girl who did videos in your bedroom anymore you live in in the, in this five million pound mansion
0: in the middle of the countryside so yeah. but isn't that interesting jimmy now that you said that sorry to interrupt but like i want to comment said i think it's interesting yeah too with how again with the social media stuff and influencer thing i think it's interesting how the i guess like the top five people that i can think of from not just people that we know, people also people that I don't necessarily follow online that have worked in different businesses and do social media and are considered kind of an influencer. A lot of them all come from money, which is interesting. Like, a lot of them do, which yeah. is interesting because, I mean, I don't know if that's maybe like, oh, I mean, I feel like I always kind of second guess the fact that, like, yes, Jamie and I both wanted to get into fashion, both wanted to work in fashion. Jamie does. I don't anymore for different reasons. But the fact that, so Jamie, I joke to my family being like, did I miss the memo that in order to work, I told you, especially in magazine publishing, when my experience in magazine publishing, I was like, did I miss the memo where you're supposed to be loaded, have a place in the Hamptons when you work in magazines? It's not a prerequisite, guys. But there's a weird thing where I'm, in my time interning at Marie Claire, my time working at Women's Health Magazine, my time just interning in all parts of PR and magazines and a little bit of I like merchandising. But I only did a showroom a little bit freshman year. The fact that it's crazy, Jamie, the amount of money and kind of just like, yeah, wealth surrounded by those in the industry. It's crazy because I feel like I didn't know that was just like, I don't know. I feel like, it was just like I didn't assume that. I was like, oh, it's more of a coincidence. Is everyone it's here funny if you <laughs> mentioned
1: that because I was reading, I forgot where I saw it, but it was basically saying that the pay, the salary structure in magazines is structured. So the pay is so low that you have to come from a wealthy family in order to work at magazines, but magazines want these wealthy girls to work there because they have
0: an image
1: to maintain.
0: Oh my God. See, Jimmy, you know what's crazy though? If I read that though, even if i like, thinking back to like our brains, well, like 10 years ago, I would still be hungry like the fucking wolf to be like, <laughs> excuse me, but to be like, listen, I'm still gonna make it happen, do what I gotta do, because we're passionate. We're in like very, you know, kind of like passion heavy industries where it's like, yeah, there's a long hours and a lot of work involved. You better care what you're doing because it's not just like, yeah, we're not saving lives here, but it's purely a passion thing. And Jamie, you know, too even like, you know, merchandising. and everyone's paid a lot in fashion or a lot of oh, ways. You know what I, you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> I made like no money my first year working. <laughs>
0: especially in this issue, especially because Jamie, again, these industries, Jamie, either, either people are working in LA or New York. People, Jamie, are in these high, high-priced metropolitan areas with again low-paying jobs. It's like, it's crazy. I mean, even though I feel like we were surrounded by that growing growing, growing up as kind of like in the college situation, all of like New York City life when I was there. Even still, like, you just don't, I don't know, I feel like I don't want to put that as like a restriction, but it is a weird connection, honestly, where the wealthy ones the ones where I have found that I know, previous bosses for sure, or um, old, I'd say, classmates for sure, that I also people like I inter- interned with in the past who, yeah, if they're big influencers. Half of them- Honestly, I know a few who don't are not super loaded, but half of them I was like, "Oh, like a lot of them seem to be like I never knew that everyone has you know all this all these connections to Massapequa and Amagansett." You know what I mean?
1: Massapequa's not really a fancy town, though. <laughs> is it not? I'm
0: so sorry. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's <laughs> a really? nice
1: part of it by the water, but most okay, sorry. Are very I'm sorry. middle class.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but even it's okay. But Amagansett, like, yes. Hello, Great greatness.
1: Where Danielle area. Bernstein is from where my cousin grew up. Yes. Okay. Very fan. And I talk about a lot how I think about this a lot, how my or my my cousins grew up in very white-collar towns, and I grew up in an extremely blue-collar town. I went to school with kids who truly had to fight to survive and were working from a very young age, who were part of households where there was maybe only one parent who were working to support their parents. Like I learned how to really work hard for things from a very young age and i think that's where the problem with a lot of these influencers comes in because people see like even ariel sharness ariel sharness is from a very wealthy area on long island as well and i think that's where people really question the work ethic and things because they come from money so why you know it's not it's not fair i guess that's the way to put it is like i'm sure someone like danielle bernstein her I'm sure her life is her work because she shows so much of her life on her social media that maybe the lines are blurred on her end in that sense. But at the same time, like, you know, she, she clearly comes from money. Ariel Sharnes clearly comes from money or Amelia Liana, one of my favorite YouTubers. I, she seems like a sweetheart, but her parents are very wealthy, very wealthy British family. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So where people like Estée Lalonde, who I have followed for years, Estée truly has earned her wealth. She truly has worked her way up and has worked to be able to afford her nicer wardrobe, her nicer handbags. And it's really nice to have seen her grow because she is someone that is like, oh, you know what? I look at Estée and I'm like, if, after years and years and years of hard work, like maybe I can be like her and I can afford a really nice apartment and I can afford to have night, you know, spend a little more on my clothing. And I also like too, that she's not like a skinny mini. She's very normal body type and she's open about that. And yeah. So influencers
0: like her, I really appreciate. So. Well, that's true. I think Jimmy, the key for everyone is like influencer or not because maybe, okay, maybe not like influencer in terms of kind of like all across Instagram or whatnot, or anyone's chosen platform, but it's like I think like each person does honestly have their own maybe people, maybe three people or so they kind of look up to, you know, like I know some people that maybe influencer or not, maybe not quite the same level, but some, I know, um, fellow fitness instructors that again, of course, I don't know personally, but they teach in the city. Um, or I like have been in the studio that they taught at before by doing their class, whatever. And I feel like, you know, we're totally different, but I mean, we'll chat via DM randomly on social and like, you know, we speak the same language, I guess, in different ways. Um, and I find that, yeah, some of them, too, people that teach fitness in the city. I mean, again, they're just, again, just the fact that um, growing up, I mean, I'm saying, I feel like in Vermont, it's different to me. You're used to some people in Long Island, so many different towns, parts, you know, of course, in New York in general and Tri-State area. There's money, of course, everywhere. So people went to school with, of course, were loaded. And I was always like, oh, my God, okay. But it's different, I feel like, because, like, it's obviously a lot different in a place like New York than, just, you know, obviously, like, where I grew up. So I didn't realize I'm saying how which just the the variation and the intense discrepancy of like income is a lot more extreme, of course, in like a bigger area. Of course, a bigger city, but also with the population as big as New York. Like it's stuck out more, you know? I was I wanted
1: to ask you from your from a marketing perspective, yeah. now that we're talking about, you know, these influencers that have earned a lot, what are your thoughts on authenticity going along with with like these sponsored posts with influencers?
0: Yes. I don't even know about that. I think here's the thing, guys, from so a marketing side point, what I think Jimmy about that is Okay. If you're a business guys, right. You're trying to, okay. What is the best way for me to reach a, my demographic. Okay. If it's like, you a young demographic and you're like, okay, majority of people in this age range, the majority of their time on social media. Okay. Then it's like, it's a very, I'd say to I think low cost way to get, get wide exposure out in a short amount of time, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? You don't have to kind of constantly do, okay. Like a print magazine ad or, you know, have this sort of thing mentioned on this podcast. Again, I feel like podcasts, again, the whole new way to kind of um, send advertising going that way and marketing as well for certain brands. But I think for the influencer aspect, people now, Jamie, they see, of course, people like us too, again, if you're not someone who has hundreds and thousands of people following you, there's so much eyeballs of opportunity, Jamie, to listen to either hopefully positive things being shared or again, more people then taking note of what you're eating, what you're wearing, like certain little things. I find that it's definitely a smart way for a lot of businesses to be like, "Hey, here's a pocket hole for me to go in and try to get." You know, if you you know someone that you follow you like. I know someone from Farming Twenty Nine that I watch on social. She comes from a lot of money, anyway. Again, she super means well, but she's interesting because one of my friends used to work with her, and I know some things. But um, it's just crazy how she will always share certain products, and a lot of times, yeah, they either sponsored or whatnot. I think it puts people in a strange place in terms of, okay, if you were the influencer or whatnot if you're approached by a brand to promote something, that's easy job for you, I'd say, because people, you guys usually can make a lot of money doing it this way. And I know a lot of companies, of course, find it you and you just it's, it's smart, it's a smarter way to spend their ad dollars, honestly, to be like, you know what, instead of me trying to, you know, promote this in any other way to get it on digital social media, because also some of that I feel like is so, um, I feel like it's constantly evolving. You know what I mean? It's not stagnant. It's not like, there's so much lead time required to include in a magazine to have any kind of insert any kind of, I feel like, you know, maybe ad and any other, I guess, kind of very old school ways of advertising, like, you know, print or radio or any kind of audio stuff. A lot of that requires so much lead time with social Jamie, even beyond Instagram, they could maybe be approached by some business super last minute and have it go live. And it's like the fact of, how much widespread, right? Widespread recognition so fast is powerful. You know what I mean? It's like amazing. So I just think it's, it's tough though. I know for marketing now, where I feel like, again, I know when I was at Marie Claire, obviously, um, interning, but then I was working at women's health a little bit. They were, I'd say maybe beginning to dabble in 2015, kind of some of the more, okay. People who maybe Jamie are less just like fit pros and more just kind of like athletic people with huge social media followings. maybe align with for whatever kind of reason, maybe, you know, feature in the magazine or show doing a workout, maybe on YouTube stuff too. It's like, there's just so many channels now of media and ways to get content out. It, I think makes it more difficult, I'd say from a business standpoint, but yet it's a very, I'd say easy way to rank in some money. If you're an influencer and you are being constantly approached and you have a solid following because that business, I think also gets a little more almost satisfaction knowing that they already have X number of clicks, Jamie, or views a day. Again, guys, especially with Instagram stories, the fact that there's just so many little ways, guys. Plus, I'm saying if you want to talk about how many ways someone could use their actual insta insta bio just to showcase oh, so many things. You know what you're like there's like there's so much I say almost like hot spots. You know what I mean? It's kind of can like, You have your link in bio, you can you know, put stuff in there. And a person honestly could change it like every day depending on what they have going on or this week or this month special. And just depending on the influencer or again, the business. And I mean, I think it's almost again. There's so many pros and cons, right? It's like easier maybe for the business to be like, "Oh yeah, we'll have some, you know, some young person that like is so popular on social promote this." But yeah, I feel like it can be very overwhelming, Jamie, because us as as consumers, right? Anybody, guys, as consumers, we don't want to feel like we're being we're being scammed. you know what I mean? Are kind of being like almost like fake? Right. Jamie, right? It's almost like that artificial kind of persuasion going on, right? Yeah, I, that's why
1: I question sometimes when I see be sponsored. The authenticity. Instagram
0: posts. I'm like, do you really believe in that product? Do you? I think dude, that's the hard part. I think it's like, A, I think it's all personal opinion, but I think also B, the thing is certain people, I'm sure like maybe you're thinking of too, that, you know, people I think guys have been like a newish rule right in the last year or two kind of about. It's like, If someone, guys, is promoting a product and they're being sponsored, it has to say add on it in the hashtag or sponsor post, to my knowledge. Like we
1: talked about last week that Susan Yara didn't do.
0: (laughs) That whole thing, yeah. But it's crazy how, like, it seems so simple, but it's, like, something like that, Jamie. It aggregates so much stats on the back end for digital marketer to keep track of. Because that hashtag, man, I just know I told you from, like, back in school stuff. And, again, I've never told you worked in, like, digital marketing as my, like, paid job, thankfully. Because, like... I know friends who did, and, like, woo, woof, I, like, that's not my thing. But um, it's really fascinating how there's so much that can be tracked from a simple action like that. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing on YouTube, too. But yeah. I feel like YouTube more so than Instagram, YouTube has made everyone think that they can be a YouTuber. And oh. what makes me, I guess, a little bit angry about YouTube is the amount of Gen Zers who have like i I did the traditional thing, like I went to college, I got a job. I wasn't making millions of dollars by the time I was twenty one. and it's so insane to me to see how much money some of these kids, like they are kids. they're you know, they're still teenagers are making versus like me just being a normal person like the salary I make that took me six years to really get to like a livable salary in all honesty and my parents still help me out with things but like I worked my way up and these kids just like dropped out of high school because they happened to make it on vine or they happened to make it oh god it, yep. that, that blows my mind. Give like, me
0: that. I'm sorry, but that shit fucking bust my bubble. Like, that, like, yeah. messed me up. You There's one girl <laughs> I watch
1: on YouTube who I think she's, like, 20. Oh, damn. Has this beautiful apartment, just bought a Range Rover, and I'm like, your vid- like you're, you are make a lot of money because you're pretty, honestly. Like, your videos have no context
0: to them. Oh, God. We know those people, though, too, of course. You know, because that's the hard part of thing, too, with the fact that Jimmy, so much of these, you know, means of media now, it's I mean. I think media has always been very visual, but think about it. I feel like more than ever, yes, podcasts, audio. Other than podcasts, like everything else, guys, like we're in general, very visual sort of world in general. I think just like seeing a lot of things and the fact that, you know, the fact that we can have news happen halfway across the world and yet it's on social so fast. That's how, again, the I know, Jimmy, for media, for me, which has been difficult. In terms of like journalism, because again, I've worked, told you obviously, um, in publishing where I worked in the same newsroom as many reporters, you for in publications and the fact that when it comes to fake news, that gets so dicey, guys. More so, I know now, with a lot of the hot ticket items that news have kind literacy, of that- you News literacy, my dad calls it. Oh, what your dad call it, Jamie? It's called oh. news literacy. Oh, I like that. Stop that. That's so profesh. I'm so into it. But it's so true because it's crazy how, and also guys, if one little word, Jamie, is, like misconstrued or like not comprehended the proper way, oh my God an article, guys, something someone posts, whoo, especially me again, depending on, again, we're saying if it's an influencer posting or a brand, whatever, I know it gets a lot more heavy, kind of sensitive because if you post one thing, guys, and it's wrong, I mean, again, I posted one thing and I got some backlash a couple, couple months ago, but even still, I, was, I don't have like a super insane following. I mean, I have like 100, uh, 1100 and change, but that's not a big deal compared to like people who have hundreds of thousands of people. And the fact that like, you know, it's just—it's so hard to kind of like constantly self-edit yourself. And I feel like Jamie in general, Instagram was for self-expression. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's but just I like Instagram also now,
1: I guess maybe not so much now, but for a while, I think, I feel like there, it was this, it portrayed this sense of like, I don't know, it just, like, people were posting images, like, especially, like, body image-wise that just weren't attainable, and I feel like it still happens. Dude, that still happens. But that's why you need influencers like a Nicolette Mason or, you know, who is so real about everything, or I know Eva Chen even talks about it all the time, too, like, on her Instagram and... Oh, really? About, like, body stuff to me? I haven't
0: caught yeah, that her. Yeah, I
1: feel like – I feel like she – because, like, she promotes, like, everyone. And I feel like she talks a lot about, like, what's real and what's not sometimes. Um, but, oh, yeah, like, but just, like, that made me think about how I think so many people would see these girl, these women, mainly women – and I'm sure it's the same thing for dudes on Instagram and you know, you think you have to look like that and you yeah. don't and you need to know when you go on these platforms, like who is real and who is not.
0: That's the hard part. I know. I think Jimmy also, I guess talking about them when he mentioned when it comes to like bodies, of course, everyone for all human bodies and the fact that everybody guys, okay, every actual body is worthy of being a person. Like everyone needs to know, again, guys, reminder. Again, it's like a very three oh five fitness kind of thing, but it's so true. Everybody, guys, as long as you can, you know any body you have is the right body that you have. And that's what you, if you can move, if you can move in, it. other we're here to celebrate kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's just crazy how, yes, of course, because I think Jamie also certain companies maybe that will either promote kind of yes. like a diet or a lot of kind of diet, I feel like work again, like workout shakes, I don't know. I've never touched that stuff, but there's like, that's like a whole other kind of thing. Of course, subdivision from health that I'm obviously a part of. And of course, yeah, maybe other influencers kind of being like, oh, I hate when certain influencers jump into health and i'm like you did not even know what this meant two days ago that's my own thing but they promote clothes and it's like do you work out jamie they all wear fucking fabletics (laughs) Kate, sorry my friend jamie they do all wear fabletics though (laughs) dude a have you ever tried them i haven't but i've heard the quality is crap
1: I have not because I would rather buy more – I would rather, like, give my money to Nike or Reebok or – I would rather give my money to a brand that's been around for a long time where I know, like, the quality's good for the price.
0: Yeah. And, but K- isn't Kay Hudson involved with Fabletics? Isn't she the yes. one in-
1: Yeah. They sponsor, like, everyone.
0: Dude. I mean, think they do, but, but they sponsor, that- like, and that's the key thing, Jamie. Too, like when it comes to guys like branding and businesses, when it comes to you know marketing on social media in general, I think that's the key too. Like if people are not a little picky when it comes to you know who's doing what, when it, Jamie, the fact that when it seems so apparent, to people like you and I saying, oh my god, everyone that we feel like we see who promotes you know anything on social lifestyle wise, then also showing workout clothes, these are people, guys, who maybe don't even work out and one of this former bachelorette person. And I'm like, girl, just because you started running last year and because you broke up with what's this? I can't. I'm sorry. You know, it's the whole like you know, let's work out and become a body after you know. And I get it, girlfriend. I get it. I liked her on The Bachelorette, but I'm just saying because they're part of that you know that like pseudo reality, like celebrity life kind of thing because of
1: the the TV. I would rather follow. I love following people who post a mix of things. Like I'd rather follow people. There's this one girl I follow who's actually based on Long Island, um, and she she posts things like. Hey, yeah, I have a Louis Vuitton bag and I love this bag and it's been one of my favorite bags, but I'm going to show you these five bathing suits I got at Walmart for 20 bucks and they're amazing. The high low, Jamie, I love it. Yeah, or there's this one, um, uh, I follow this girl, Sydney Sadik, she actually just wrote a book. She's a TV presenter and a stylist and she mixes high and low. She also, she love comes honey, but she mixes high and low all the time and she bought these amazing uh, biker shorts on Amazon. She was like, guys, these biker shorts are $13 and they're like the greatest thing I've ever owned. And I just bought five more colors. Like, <laughs> really get, these. get like, I love, I love people who are like that. Um, and a, a new sense of influence, a new kind of influencer I've noticed lately. I don't know if you've noticed this Krista. speaking of like what content you should and shouldn't post, um, handbag influencers.
0: Maybe this is the rabbit hole I've gotten down. Wait, Jimmy, like, hold on. Have you seen that from YouTubers? Because I feel like I haven't seen that on I mean, I follow a lot of fitness people. So like I mean mm-hmm. also some people who like teach fitness and also maybe had a previous career kind of thing. I mean I didn't have those people too, but um, I guess, guess it's things. mainly
1: YouTubers where I've gone down this rabbit hole. because <laughs> uh, I'm very into designer handbags and I bought I bought my not my it wasn't my first one, I've been gifted. I was my favorite designer handbag, I was gifted very nicely by family friend. But I bought a, a Givenchy bag for myself. Um, and like Krista said, I was very influenced by working in fashion. And I would say at the time, almost all of the women I worked with had designer handbags. We all had one. Um, and gave so- me a
0: feature of that on her YouTube channel. Yes.
1: I <laughs> channel. It is my favorite bag that I have. I actually like, it's, it, I got my money's worth. But I, like, wanted to look at reviews before I bought it. And I follow now all of these women who I feel like they buy these expensive handbags because they
0: want to add it to their collection. And I'm like, but do you need a collection of handbags? Like, but the thing is, I feel, I feel like we've all, I mean, I know from, like, I know from my guests, sorry to jump in, but I don't do anything. When yeah. I was in fashion, for sure, like, I'm sorry. But when I was interning 12 hours a day in the accessories closet at Marie Claire, let me tell you, the things I didn't realize that I needed, then you see it and you like, it's like a drug. You're like, oh my God, I need it. Like, Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, it's like, it's like fashion, I feel like, Jimmy, honestly, again, extreme relation or extreme comparison, but I'm going to say it because it's true and it's funny, whatever it's like. Literally, I feel like fashion is an addiction, like drug and sex and alcohol, literally, because in certain divisions, it can be because, I don't know, but I feel like, especially, I know, I feel like as mental health it became like a more and more bigger thing, of course, and the world's kind of been more maybe, I feel like aware of the fact that, everyone has a lot of mental disturbances inside their head and different things. And the fact that none of us want to project out negative energy, but yet people I know will self soothe by buying themselves these things. And again, you guys, nothing is, side note, nothing is wrong with like if your personal choice of like self care is like spending a ton, you know, let's be smart, but like do what you got to do. I'm not kidding. It's like, is your mind, do what you got to do. Honestly, it's like, you know, I get that. But things, I mean, you know, for sure some people that I know they, you would never know they're a hot mess or emotional wreck because of social, but then, you know, on the side, homeboys been single for a while. Like some gay friends from school, and like they're not usually single. And then always, they always seem, again, everyone is funny. I feel like who develops new habits while they're single. Fun fact, you no, know solidly everyone's yeah. getting into fitness and you know, and health. Maybe it's I, not, not a bad thing. No, funny. I just happened to find to run down this rabbit hole, and I was
1: shocked at how I don't know. It just seems so excessive in general. Like, why? Like. At, I mean, these are handbag collections that are worth, like, $20,000 or more because each handbag is about $2,000, let's say, on average. If you have a Chanel, that's a $5,000 handbag. Like
0: I believe it. And I'm just, I like, totally believe I, it.
1: I thought I, like, needed these things, but so then I'm, like, I'm just so happy with the one bag. I stopped myself the other day from buying stuff on Abercrombie because I was, like, I thought I wanted new... Um, I thought I wanted new like clothes, and then I was like, I don't think I need these, but i think think I feel like I do. I don't know. Um, but anyway, going back to I guess like we can use this as like the last the last topic, but in recent times, I guess from a marketing perspective and even from a normal perspective, like what do you do you- be
0: merchandising merchandising for you, too. Hello, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess like what like should influencers be more political? Or is it oh, okay geez. for them
1: to maybe do a mix or yeah, yeah, yeah. should – like, I don't know. Like, like what do you – like, yeah. as, like what do you think is, is the right thing yeah. for them to do right now?
0: You guys, again, this is my personal opinion. Again, this – don't hold it against me kind of thing. I think, me again, like, everyone's different. But I think, guys – again, I know, it's, obviously, I'm still learning and listening and reading everything going on with different cultures and stuff right now of different injustices going on and how people are feeling unfair depending on what kind of, you know – category or whoever they're kind of affiliated with and stuff because of things. But I'd say I think honestly what I have learned for myself is like you have to be true to yourself. Like I'm I mean again I'm not a fake person but also it's like don't just post things because you feel like you have to. I think that Jimmy is kind of key. But also B, I think it's also though a twofold where yes definitely continue posting your normal content if that's what you feel best doing. If you feel more that's more general genuine genuine to yourself. Oh my God, do that please because like then you at least can defend it because that's that's all you are. It's like you're being your real self. You know what I mean? But I think the key is that also in these times, I guess we all have to kind of, not like double check ourselves, I think that's kind of bullshit, but it's kind of just the fact that we all need to maybe be a little more softer with kind of like the pushy sell and the showcasing, fancy this and that, when it's just like people have been out of work maybe the entire 2020 right now, guys. So it's just like, there's a lot more people maybe like health-wise, maybe just like financially. I don't know. I just think... In general, it's hard because again, we see Jamie, of course, tons of money, right? On social media, of course, especially Instagram. Especially with since what was it like a year or so ago, they started the whole like shop click to buy, which of course is great for businesses for sure for merchandising, for sure e-commerce. Oh my god, Jamie, gold mine, you know, quick easy buy. It's a great way to get people to like shop, see it, boom, bam. You know what I mean? Just like three easy steps. But I think you guys again, if like if it's your personal page and like if you're doing, you know, whatever yourself for your Instagram account and maybe you're not like a certain business or brand for yourself, whatever. Do what's true to you, you know. Maybe again, definitely listen. Maybe more. Maybe don't. If you if you maybe take a step back, look at what kind of your grid looks like. Not to be crazy about that, but if you're like, hey, maybe I need to kind of just kind of make sure I'm keeping my perspective very um, macro instead of micro in terms of kind of like what's going on. I think that's very important right now. But also, you know what? If you're just like you just use social media just like for friends and to do simple things, don't beat yourself up over it. Because I think we are kind of right now like in a very weird limbo of, should I do this? Should I do that? Uh, Like very, I don't know. So I, I just think it's tough because we all, again, so need to work guys. We all need to be allowed to promote our business, especially because again, Jamie, I'm sure you too, again, I know a lot of people who do strictly fitness full-time or they, maybe if they don't do fitness, they do other kind of, kind of random little miscellaneous direct marketing selling and they do it purely social media. You guys, these people, we, we can't expect them to just stop life and just like you know, share all these other things about racial injustices and COVID and health, of course. But the thing is, they also is, I don't know, it's a weird limbo. I just, I think it's hard because I feel like I don't want to tell someone what's right or wrong because I'm still learning the same thing. And I've been called out when it's like, listen, you got to do you. We all got to do ourselves. You know what I mean? But it's also like, we have to keep in mind, I think, other things going on. And I don't know, it's like, it's a weird way to keep in mind right now. I know for some business I was going to be doing social media for, but they're actually closing. So totally fine separate note, but they were worried kind of how Jimmy, you mean they were going to be portraying themselves on social media because they were like, Oh, how am I supposed to be trying to promote the business right now? when the whole world's kind of in a hot mess. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. It's find a sweet spot guys. Again, like really, if you're the business owner or you work for a small business like that, I think communication, keeping it open right now is what's best because there's so many easy ways people can be offended right now. And it's really impossible to please everybody as we know, guys. I mean, I think personally, I mean, I try to please people too much without realizing it. So it's like, at the end of the day, only share guys what you feel comfortable sharing. And I'd say, you know what, like I said, if way, so, if someone attacks you, if anyone finds anything wrong with it, at least you feel true to it. hundred percent. You're not like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not dropping my, depending on again, everyone uses social differently. Everyone uses it differently, you know? So people do maybe visit it what once a week? People are on it constantly, all day. Literally though, you know? So I think, guys, right now, A, like definitely maybe take a step back if you're questioning things. Otherwise, do what you gotta do. Um, and yeah, I do I feel like I just know some people who have taken a step back. But I mean, I don't know, it's like I'm still figuring we're all still learning. I don't know, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I just think as a You know, Jumia, you said your company, right? I feel like certain businesses are having their own kind of like personal talks right now. Yes. I would say though, the company I work for for, has always been
1: very outspoken about politics and things. They've always really like said, this is, this is where we stand. Um, But I work for a company that has thousands and thousands of employees. We have a big LGBTQ. Um, But yeah, when all this happened, we actually had these informational chats and open forums about Black Lives Matter. They just did once for pride for employees, um, which I had never experienced before. My dad thought that was really cool, but also on social media, they awesome. were definitely portraying, like, this is our stance, and this is where we stand, and, you know, oh, well, like, too bad.
0: You don't like it. Like, just don't shop with us. Then. No, but <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Honestly, hey, it's, like, good for them, though, for, like, taking the stand. I mean, either way, guys, you know, I think as long as you Whatever you do business or not, like back it up, Jamie, emphatically, so strongly you can't you can you can, you can like if you feel good about it, that's all that matters, right? as long as you feel good inside about that yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah, and I think on a personal level, like Krista said, it just kind of depends. i think I think it's okay to have a, a mix. I myself have a mix of sometimes I post political things and some post sometimes I post stupid things. I kind of wasn't posting things for a while on in my Instagram story, and then I was like. Like I'm okay to go back being a little bit normal, but yeah, I post things. I have a friend who strictly uses Twitter for political reasons. Um, oh, interesting. That's a, Yeah, I kind of use his Twitter, um, to gain information and a perspective and knowledge. I recently made my Twitter private just because I wasn't really tweeting as much. And I was like, I, I do post on political things. And I was like, maybe I don't want that out in the, public necessarily. Um, yeah. but also like I'm just not on Twitter as much anymore. So yeah, but I think I think everything you said is pretty right. And I it is hard, I think, for companies now. My mom was my mom's a um on the board of a few uh the boards of a few theater troops and companies on Long Island and some theater companies immediately posted things and my mom was like, I really don't think we should go there. I think, you know, we need to yeah. be neutral and just post about theater stuff, but if you personally want to say something, that's your choice. But my mom was like, "I don't think yeah. we should do that as a as a company." Um, yeah. So, and I think I think what also makes social media so hard is like I I feel like if you work in a job that maybe you can't be 100 percent open, that makes it hard. Like you should yes be to be yourself on social media, but at the same time, it's like maybe you can't really do that. That's the whole
0: thing, Jamie. It's so true. You know, like yeah, I said, even it's, it's
1: like double edged sword
0: yeah because so again it's like guys Jamie and I told you obviously you're not like celebrities hello on social media you are anybody even still it's like mm-hmm. I told you like the fact that you know I swear you get one or two comments people being like offended by something you did and then now it's like I feel like I'm kind of walking on eggshell so it's like I'm just doing what I know best like hey I'm just sharing you know my love of being a plant mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> health stuff like it's just again my whole thing is like I spread positivity and joy and it's like hey listen if you want if you are someone who wants your platform to be very you know On top of current trends in terms of like, you know, social issues and whatnot, go for it. But just be aware of the fact that it's touchy right now. And as long as you feel good about things, share whatever you feel comfortable with. Because I've never been someone who's very outspoken about that because, again, I just feel like, A, I don't like making people feel kind of left out or offended. And also, I am a strange duck where it's like, yes, I'm an extremist in certain ways, but also I like to make sure both parties are kind of like understood or feeling appreciated. So it's kind of like, it just depends because some of these things, like, Yes, there's a right and wrong, but sometimes it gets very blurry. You know what I mean? So, it's, uh, I don't know. It gets wonky, dude. You know? It's just like, yeah. I think that's true, though, Jamie. You know? It's like, dude, did you have any final things you wanted to mention about influencers or anything else we're saying about how, um, how any kind of, like, media has changed now because of all this or anything with different other social platforms, I guess, before we go I, into our I, I, It's things?
1: crazy how media has, has changed in general and... Followers, I have a friend who works in the entertainment industry and she's not very social media savvy. And she talks about all the time how people get parts over her because she doesn't have
0: a big social media following. She's not that's, very tech savvy. Wait, I love that you brought that up because Jimmy, that's the tough part, too, guys. Again, it's like we said before, but true. Depending on Jimmy, I think specifically the industry, you know, when it comes to I know for sure editors, when it comes to fitness, stuff, especially if you're in a big city, guys like New York, you don't have a big social following. Some fitness studio guys, honestly. You have to, like, audition hardcore to be a trainer there. I know for 305 and stuff, too, but I know for, like, fitness places like Rumble and stuff, too. All the trainers are very attractive. They have very big social media followings. So be it. That's great, but it's just interesting, Jamie, how, yeah, certain places, and, yeah, let alone California and stuff like that, too. Like, right. it's really, it's really crazy. Especially yeah, a lot of entertainment people, a lot of performers. That's I New would York.
1: also say, right. too, with how this has changed is that I think, since we were talking about college, too, before – Is if you go into business, any kind of business, you must have an understanding of social media. because there. Ooh, that's a new thing. I've worked with people, like older people, who do not have any sense of social media. Who don't have even, like, much of a sense of how to use a computer correctly. So not just being computer literate, but being social media literate. Like, knowing how to use Instagram. Knowing how to use. You don't need to know the analytics behind these things. Like... No, just 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 knowing how to what an Instagram story is and how to post it and how to see how well like how to look at who's viewed it and even just like knowing how to post something on Facebook like how do you Facebook like I I used to use Facebook pages I used to help someone out with their yeah like just those little things like it's I would say most jobs um like you I work in e-commerce and it that plays a huge part in e-commerce so I, in a way, am required to know about this. And I have seen how, like, people joke in my office that I know about every celebrity you've never heard of because (laughs) I pay attention and I'm online all the time and I watch a lot of YouTube and I look at Instagram and I'm always, like, exploring and, and things like that. So I think that's really important to anyone who is maybe, like, Maybe they're looking to change careers or maybe you're looking for a job, but it doesn't matter in any business. Even if, they, if you go into like
0: banking and finance, they might expect you to know how to use like social media to some extent. Love that, Jamie. Yes. Last thing, too, guys, I think Jamie, yeah, to like back off of that, any guys' subject of interest that you're so in tune with, definitely, yeah. I know, Jamie, for me, when it comes to like certain other jobs back in the past, and I was working in sales and whatnot, you guys, the more kind of I'd say, maybe media outlets, whatever kind of email, maybe certain newsletters you read or follow, especially specific to your industry, that makes you more marketable as an employer and as a human. I know it sounds disgusting, but that's the way our world is now. You know, it's like, to me, honestly, it's like maybe I know certain things that we all don't want to know, but the more you kind of are just very aware of, you know, again, especially different industries beyond your own, just because there's so many, so much integration now, I think more than ever before between this job ties into this job and how, you know, hello, financing the economy totally affects apparel and affects merchandising. Hello. And just like so many other things too, based on where everyone's spending money goes to ad dollars, it. it's like so much stuff, you know? So it's like, guys, eat up any information that you can honestly I think regardless if you're in college before college. Yeah. Jimmy, especially love how you said 14 new careers. Anyone guys looking to kind of shape shift a bit, especially now during this weird time of people, If maybe if you were unfortunately furloughed or anything else kind of going on right now, it's just, again, The more information we can take in, the better. But again, within reason, guys, and to make sure you check in with your own mental health because there's for sure too much information, too much social media, for sure, for each human.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I like how social media has changed, um, I think, both advertising and merchandising in the sense that I think more companies are now focused on showing, quote, real people, as models, um, you know, yeah. on, on not having photos touched up and things like that. Like I, like I said before, I was shopping on Abercrombie because they had a really good sale. I like the <laughs> stuff They're, they've totally rebranded themselves. You have got cute things Jimmy, from there. You've worn them, and I'm like, we're just coming. you like, and, and I'm like, they Whoa. have
0: models that are not stick thin like they used to. Dude, are you kidding? That's amazing because I'm again, guys. I'm a small person. It doesn't matter to me. Some of their clothes, even I was like holy cow my, my body not okay because it's very very small the way their size yeah. runs yeah no for sure
1: you they have like real real people same thing on you know with airy and yeah so that's that's just one last thing i wanted to mention like a good way social media has changed um things yes
0: and that's too, guys. And also, I think again, Jamie, maybe one little last thing to piggyback off that. Sorry, one more thing. I know we keep—I'm not going to stop. I promise. Um, because again, the way that, of course, certain brands have had to kind of expand themselves for a body image the past couple of years. Although I know for for sure, fashion all magazines that has been a whole revamp in general. But the fact that, guys, I think now we're going to start to see, especially in the media, Jamie, different diversity being highlighted. I think that's already kind Finally. of been starting. But I think honestly, I think I don't know, guys. Again, thoughts on this for everybody, but the fact that in general there are certain. People, again, that, like, again, I'm I'm white, I guess. I feel like, unfortunately, I don't notice as much because even though I have a lot of friends of different races, I don't, I don't notice if, like, I see someone not like me, maybe in the, you know, the media. And that's very important, guys, because our country is a very diverse place, and it has been for a while, but it's key the fact that for, you know, especially, I you know, for, like, hello, TV, movies, that kind of stuff, too. So, right. I don't know. It's crazy times, guys, but it's going to be, I think, hopefully good. It's just we're in the rough patch right now. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh okay anyways guys love that so then jamie what are some of your favorite things this week that you're loving as okay. we're in july now first week of july no we just kind of were in through yeah yeah so get excited okay halfway, of. Through the, halfway through the year more than halfway through the year Whoa. that's terrifying <laughs> um
1: okay so my favorites my first favorite because i talk about it all the time is formula one this week because as of this morning, I was the first official Grand Prix race. This was Grand Prix weekend in Austria. It's been a long time coming. The first race was supposed to be back in March, and then COVID happened and it became a whole thing. Um, But it was really cool to watch in real time, and it was so exciting. And I am so happy that I got to watch the Netflix series, because this is, I I never liked sports. I was never athletic as a kid. I always hated sports, but this is a sport that I've really become passionate about and have learned so much about. And it's given me something to look forward to during quarantine when I haven't really had much to look forward to. So that's why it's one of my favorite things. Um, and then my other, my other three are kind of weird. So two food favorites I have, um, <laughs> are both from Thrive Market. Kristen and I talk about them all the time. Uh, the first one is they, I was trying to fill things in my cart to get the free shipping. <laughs> covered. I was like, what else do I need? Like, and I'm looking and I'm looking at the website and I'm like, oh, I just need, I need something that's like $5 to hit the free shipping. I found that they make their own brand of grain-free tortilla shells, so the grain-free taco shells, um, they are delicious. They, even if you're not grain free, they're just, I think it's like the seasoning or something in them. I think they have sesame seeds and chia seeds in them. And then there's something else. I don't know. They're really good. Uh, they're very crunchy. And my new favorite dinner is to have them with grilled chicken and my chipotle mayo that I mentioned last week. It's such a good dinner. It's so good, but they're <laughs> also just really great. I'm sure they're great if you put other things in there too, but great buy. Bye. My other second one is um, Who Kitchen, one of my favorite brands. Their dark chocolate is divine. Uh, Also found
0: on Thrive Market, Jamie.
1: Yes. So they're one of the only places that sells their chocolate in like a bite-sized form. It's called – they're called Gems. And some of them have cashew butter in them. Some of them have almond butter in them. But I like just the regular plain dark chocolate ones. And – they had them, so I, I eat them quite a bit, but they're really good if you don't want to keep buying the chocolate bars because they're, they're just these little chocolate bites, and you can use them for baking if you bake, um, but they're really good. And I, I, they, 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 you can also buy them from Whole Foods. Um, and then the other thing I had, speaking of Amazon, I thought this would be a good thing to mention if you are working from home. Um, my apartment for, has outlets in like the most convenient, inconvenient areas. Uh, I have four three prong outlets, like in my kitchen area. So there's certain things I can't plug in, but I bought a um this like outlet extension cord thing that turns a two-prong outlet into a three-prong outlet but it has not only does it have three three-prong outlets but it also has four usb ports so it was really cheap i want to say it was like 13 dollars. it works super well i swear my phone Charges faster with the USB cord plugged into the USB port than it does a charger. Uh, so, if you're working from home and you need a really good extension cord, it, you can just search it on Amazon like two to three prong, whatever. It's a great buy, and I think it's
0: something that um, some of you might not know you needed. I love that tip though, Jamie. A lot of people are working from home right now. So, I love these like desk accessory options. <laughs> yeah, I
1: bought it mainly because. I've been going back and forth between my work computer as well as my personal computer and the Mac extension cord is a three prong and I like to sit on my bed and I didn't have anywhere to like plug in the extension cord or I would have to use the charger and it would fall out of my outlet or it wasn't long enough. So I finally just caved in and bought it. And it's really great. I also just bought a printer and I thought I might need it for the printer, uh, but I don't. So yeah, just, a, just something, a little work-from-home accessory some of you guys might need. Um, a printer was another thing I bought, but I'm not going to mention that as a favorite thing because printer supplies are low all around. I really had to yeah, oh,
0: damn. Like, go on, like, search the internet to buy just a printer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I believe that right now, though. Yeah. Printers oh are uh, really hard to find right now. So, Wait, Jamie, I love that. So those are my favorite things. You, those are yours? Okay. Well, get excited, guys. So, again, I feel like, to me, I've been on, like, I feel like I've been on a healthy beverage kick. I mean, okay, I mean, I'm a healthy person in general, but also, like, hello, I also eat cake. I mean, I'm human, you know, but um, I had been feel like, really big lately on just trying different kinds of, you know, beverage, different kind of drinks, right? Again, non-alcoholic, kind of fun summery drinks. Okay. This cool brand called Sunwink, S-U-N-W-I-N-K, you can't really see it very well here. I'll link it, guys, there they have really fun, it's like a sparkling water, it's like an herbal tonic, okay, so it's not just like, oh, it's water, whatever, that's the way, no, 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 this is cool stuff, people, okay, one of the other day I had, it was called Immunity Berry, it had like elderberry, goji berry, um, oh shoot, took a picture of it, I forgot, there's a couple other different, there was like four ingredients in it, and you guys, there's like a lot of fun hidden health things in it, and it's just like, it's like a fun sparkling beverage, and it's really cute packaging, I'm sorry, so Jamie, I was like, this packaging is like sex on the beach. It's so damn attractive. It's disgusting. It's just, guys, it's like sleek. And I'm like, yes, you can not see this. Anyways, it's so fun. It looks great. And anyways, it's fun. So again, their packaging is so cute. And also they're awesome on social. We're like best friends all of a sudden. I'm just kidding, but they're cute. So I got that actually. I in my Misfit Market box last week um, as an add-on to it. I chose two sparkling waters that it came with. So again, I, I had the Immunity Berry. And also, guys, I had this Detox Ginger, which is really fun. They're very low-calorie. Sparkling herbal tonic, like I said, literally it has just like very simple ingredients. There is very low sugar in it. It's yeah, low calorie kind of thing, but just fun because, like I said, it's a bubbly drink, which also again has good stuff in it for your whole body. And this one has ginger, cinnamon, dandelion root, burdock root, and I'm like, yes, detoxify my body because I feel like my digestion system has kind of been a mess past couple days. Weird sleep and everything, especially with summer guys too. I feel like the sun. Maybe I know we all kind of possibly eat less, but yeah, I feel like I've also been. I've had scattered, I guess, you know, socially distant kind of gatherings, you know, my friend's birthday and whatnot stuff. So it's like kind of eating weird food and which is fine, but kind of like your body almost can't handle it all. So it's a good little neutralizer and I'm into it again called sun wink, sparkling herbal, just fun little waters. A, and also guys, it's fun to bring to a party. If you don't drink, and it's like, I got my bit, it makes you feel a little more spicier when you're not like drinking. Cause like, I'm already gonna be the first one on the dance floor. So it's cool. But um, that's my one main thing this week. And then Jamie also I wanted to mention, actually, because you mentioned Thrive, and I know we always plug Thrive Market, but again, I'll include the link, guys, you can get a discount with me or Jamie's referral um, for Thrive Market, guys, actually, Jamie, I got it a couple weeks ago, a really good, I like to get body washes from there, I may have mentioned to you, because they have, again, they have some great big ones that come in bulk there, and I think that they're cheaper than the drugstore, or, you know, you get whatever here, everyone's different, they're not too expensive, but just, like, you know, everyone has their own level of, like, they want super simple body wash or whatever, I like a fun little bonus, like a scrub or whatever, so... I got something called, it's Level Naturals, is the brand. Jamie, it's a coffee and sugar scrub. It's a body scrub. Okay. It's not, I was first afraid, like, oh, I shower at night. Is the coffee going to, like, rejuvenate my soul, be too alive? No. It's very relaxing, and it leaves your butt like a baby soft. I'm just saying. And my skin, I feel like, actually, literally glows after. I feel so clean after a shower, and I feel very, like, it's just smooth and, it's kind of fun, guys, to use, you know, maybe a little more of, like, a pampering body wash every once in a while. So, again, I use regular body soap, ready, regular body soap, it's like from Costco, like bar, bar soap, but I like to have a body scrub, too. So, that's my new thing. Again, it's literally called Level Naturals. It's coffee and sugar scrub. It's a body polish from Thrive Market. So, very fun. It's a cute little container, and I think it was less than $10, bucks. i am pretty sure, and I was like, it's lasting me basically the whole week. Usually last longer, but because the scrub it's hard, depending on how much of the grains you grab onto, it can get messy in the shower. It's like a whole whole kid play situation because it's like a bubble bath, but with a scrub. So it's so fun. So that's my second favorite thing this week. And my last thing, Jamie, because I mentioned before about when I had purchased um, from the company Gold, G O L D E. It's again a black woman owned business. Again, guys, they have such phenomenal. I just can't even get over there. Their customer service, Jamie, is outrageous. Like again, I first started helping from them. They just have, I think, a really good automated thing plugged in for kind of like customer retention whatever. They just have a good thing, good strategies involved. They send you cute free stickers. When I got, I told you it's their super, I'm sorry, it's the gold clean greens purifying face mask. Again, a little funky because it has like chlorella and spirulina. It doesn't like stink, but yeah, it's like green grassy, but it's like a good kind of, it's a good clean face mask. So actually, it actually guys comes in a powder. I don't use like the powder thing and you add a little bit of water to it and you make it into a mask. But it's kind of a cool DIY thing that you can get, but they also make it, if that makes sense. A lot of great clean beauty ingredients. And the fact that, again, woman owned business, all about that. Again, they also, I told you, are black-owned business. So right now they've also been extra busy, a little bit delayed on shipping, but they were honestly phenomenal customer service letting me know
1: about that. Say, I've seen a lot of people on social buying their stuff, and I was looking at some other stuff. It's really great, beautiful website.
0: Jamie, like I said, honestly, Jamie, they have such great, like, Again, I told you, I don't know who's their web team or whatever, but their email, like, they're just, they're on it. They're on it and much appreciated. So, I think, think, literally, Judy, they sent an email being like, oh, it's going to be extra delay for your package because, of course, overabundance right now. And it came so fast. I'm not even kidding. Like, just phenomenal. And using it tonight in the shower, so I'm all excited about it. But they also, guys, again, I got their face mask. They have Jamie. They're really known for. They have great um, special like matcha turmeric blends and a lot of other things and stuff like that, which is awesome. I just didn't need any at the time. I still have turmeric and matcha at home. I need to finish. Um, so it's totally fine. That's why I didn't get that. But I like the fact they have Queen Beauty. So I got that. And that was my main thing this week, guys. The key also is that, J.B., I jumped on your Sriracha Mayo bandwagon. I think I told you. I didn't get the Sir Kensington one you have. I got this kind called Kiko Man. It was like from the international section of my grocery store. Yeah, Kiko Man's known for their soy sauce. Stop it. I love that you know that, because I was like, why does his name sound kind of familiar? So good. Jamie, it's a cute little bottle. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I've been, like, I think, not ODing on Sriracha Mayo, but literally last night, no exaggeration, my life right now, again, being on a weird schedule this past weekend. No apologies, because you know what? I lived a little bit. I put Jamie in the oven there. These, um, oh, what's the brand? These things that I get all the time. It's It's like veggie pasta, but Jamie, there was these, like, cauliflower and, um broccoli bites that go in the oven and I come and then obviously you come out right like they're warm and they're delicious Jamie I sprinkle the sriracha mayo on it holy shit that's a great midnight snack it's intense and your mouth's gonna be on fire but it's like a fun little party snack so why don't treat yourself you know it could be I think a good actually maybe a good little kind of like appetizer whatnot like I mean it's like it's kind of more of like a snacky appetizer bite thing than a meal of course you know but I had later on at night then it felt great it was fun. It's Rocha Mayo. I've been using it, I think, more on. I used it, Jamie, actually one of my salads the other day. That was fun. But it oh, like it's
1: almost like a Chipotle ranch. I like Chipotle. Yes.
0: Ranch yeah, so Jamie, yeah. Jamie, me too. Jamie, oh my God. Chop used to have the best Chipotle ranch dressing. <gasps> oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yep. Jimmy, I, I used to go that. there. I used to go there before surfs. Tex-Mex you know ranch. Like... Yes. Oh, Jamie. Oh my God. a Moment of peace. Literally. Yeah. Jamie, something about, guys, something about that, like, feel-good burn, like, it's not too crazy hot, but it's hot enough where you're yeah.
1: like, ooh. I don't like, Rick, I was telling my, my, my friend this. I was like, I don't like regular mayo. The only time I use regular mayo is when I'm making tuna salad or chicken salad because you need mayo to make it. <laughs> but when it comes to Chipotle mayo, I have been, I've been having it like every day. Like I want it on my turkey. I want it on my chicken. I used to get um, turkey wraps with lettuce. Um, yes. from my favorite lunch place and I would always ask if they could just put like a small layer of chipotle mayo in there because it's just like spicy stuff.
0: A, I love that. I'm also, BJ, when you keep telling about the chicken and the taco shell thing, like that sounds amazing with the, with the, so, with the sriracha. It's,
1: I've been it. having it for dinner every night.
0: And I feel like, dude, that's honestly, I think also, guys, a lot of those kind of like maybe a little bit of extra heat, but on like a cool, like, you know, kind of like a sandwich kind of meal is always a fun thing in the summer because you can have that alone. You can have that with like a side salad or whatever pasta salad thing kind of is very light and simple. Yeah. Get your veggies in, guys, and just like have a party with sriracha mayo, <laughs> you know? So good. Yeah. That's great. Just adding upon that. Dude, one last little note, not favorite thing, but you. Have you guys, ever forgot. Did New York a while ago um, eliminate the plastic bag thing from when you're shopping?
1: Yes. So what happened was, um, so where my parents live on Long Island, Long Island eliminated it probably almost two years ago or more, actually.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. New York
1: City had eliminated it for probably only a month. And then when Corona happened, they didn't want people bringing their own bags in. Um, Places though, like CVS and Staples, I believe still will not, you still have to pay for a bag because they jumped on the bandwagon pretty quickly. But places Mm -hmm. like Trader Joe's, and they're even doing this on Long Island, Trader Joe's, if you Walk in with your own bag, they will ask you to please not use it because they want to keep everything as sanitary as possible. Uh, yep. And most places now have stopped charging for bags. My local grocery store, when they did it, they weren't charging for the longest time because they had ordered so many in general that <sighs> they said, We're just going to keep using them until. Uh, until we run out, we feel like we shouldn't have to charge people. We're not going to charge people until we're out of the bags. But now places are being told to go back, unfortunately, to plastic bags, paper, if possible, to be more eco-friendly. But when I've gone shopping, sometimes I just bring my own bag for convenience, especially in New York. It's just so much easier to do so. So I try and bring a bag that I can wipe. Down at least. Um, nice. Yeah. Or uh, if I bring like a cooler bag, I just make sure I can try and wipe it down. <gasps> anyway. But yeah, we, um, New York was supposed to have it by like February, I think we started it. And then it's like everywhere saying, like, make sure by this date, like, no, you got to bring your own bag. But most people in New York City bring their own bags anyway, wherever they go and and places like whole foods would give you a discount if you brought your own bag
0: oh that's true too jamie Jamie, i brought that up because um for all those anyone in vermont listening guys as of just july 1st couple days ago we have a whole thing now jamie where it's like no plastic allowed so fun facts yeah i know jamie i know for a while i think they were very much i know against about the own bag thing because the virus for sure i know certain places especially a lot of specific health food stores around here like they were very big on like bring your own bag for sure but right now i think that they somehow, again, like, again, every state's different, every town's different, but Vermont has been doing well, so, again, I think, in general, guys, again, Vermont's very green (laughs) state, and obviously very crunchy, plastic, whatever, eco-friendly in the best way, and so I know that for a while, to me, a lot of businesses have kind of been adjusting to that, I think, more so with, like, the paper, plastic straw type of stuff, you know, for sure, all that, and a lot yeah. of places we're not doing straws for a bit, even before the virus.
1: I have noticed, speaking of that with the straws, I've noticed more on Long Island than here in the city, but more coffee places have the tops where you don't need the straw. I love you, those covers, Jamie. Yeah, yes. they're so great. Because you sip out of them and you drink your coffee less, but more definitely not here in the city. Here in the city, people are still using straws. I've seen paper straws in more places. Um, and even though those, those cups are – plastic with those sippy tops that I have noticed on Long Island is that almost all the coffee places have those tops instead of straws.
0: I kind of love that. I told you a place Onyx Tonics here again little coffee shop they're really good they have like I guess fancy artisan coffee I just like because they have good ice maple lattes and whatnot but um they do me yeah they've they've had a really cute little like little sippy cup kind of opening for the mouth for the straw lid and it's cute. I just wanted to share guys because fun fact about I think in general how I told you so many Health and environmental things—I feel like again have been adjusted because of Corona, but also it's interesting now how I think just Jamie in general for 2020, the fact that now guys it's like, make sure wherever you go, you have a mask. Make sure wherever you go, you have a bag. You know, it's very kind of like UIO everything. I mean, it's totally fine. It's just interesting how you know, I just again, a lot of change, guys, happening. So it definitely makes sense. People, that guys, that are having any sort of kind of like, I saw some sort of term the other day, Jamie, some mental health thing about something fatigue. It wasn't like coronavirus fatigue. It was some sort of like fatigue from like so much constant you know like adjusting to do the whole year it's like an actual term guys so i think just in general sorry to overload i know it's been a long episode but just give yourself guys a little bit of i guess extra love pat on the back to be like it's okay if you're tired it's okay for not feeling your normal self because there's a lot of things going on in the world that if you feel it it's it's normal you're okay check in with yourself kind of thing for sure absolutely Okay, sorry, guys. But, yes, little fun PSA. I think
1: that's a good note to end on. Thank you all for listening. Again, we have episodes every Friday. Uh, We always post on our social media when the episodes are. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to your podcast.
0: So get excited, guys, again. And then Jamie and I, our Instagrams are linked on the OMG Stop Pod Instagram if you guys want to check ours out. And, yeah, again, please share, send us messages even just a little wave emoji. I'll take it. Those are cute. You know what I mean? Totally fine with that. But thanks again. I'm Krista. I'm Jamie. Bye, Bye guys.